I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello and welcome to Bad Manners. This is the podcast that takes you inside Britain's stately homes and tells all the tales the guidebooks don't. My name is Tom Horton and I'll be your host. As a comedian, I'm not really bothered about the facts and figures, I just want the juicy stuff. So I'm on a mission to find out the frightening, filthy and downright jaw-dropping stories of these stately homes and the people in them. On this episode, we're in Northumberland at Chillingham Castle. Chillingham by name... Chillingham by nature. Once a stronghold against the formidable army of William Braveheart Wallace, Chillingham is now a family home and tourist attraction that has been voted the most haunted castle in the UK. It was also home to England's most prolific torturer, John Sage, and was described at the time as the epitome of evil. On the day I visited, though, it looked quite pretty. There's, there's cannons and swords attached to the front door. We are definitely in a castle. We've just pulled up to the front entrance of the castle. I've got out and in front are some steps leading up to the main door. Hang on a minute, I've just realised I've, um, I've been to a wedding here. I've thrown up on those steps. <laughs> it was my mate's sister's wedding and um, I drank far too much. And our, our staff car driver, Sergeant Stewart at the time, had to stick me in the back of the Land Rover and I had my head back out the window the whole way down to Dyington. But yeah, those, those very steps. Good to see you again, Steps. It wasn't looking good. I was already being haunted by the ghost of Jack Daniels. Back in the 12th century, Chillingham Castle was the number one torture destination. If you were Scottish and looking for a horrible time, this was the place for you. We'll get to the torture later. Firstly, I caught up with Sir Humphrey Wakefield, custodian of the castle since 1982 and possibly the poshest man I've ever met. I tell you this, Aristotle, he was trained as an artist and he said what an artist should produce is not a likeness, but he should produce the soul. Back then, Chilliam was in a worse state than I was when I puked on the steps. So bad, in fact, that both the National Trust and English Heritage turned it down. But Sir Humphrey is not a man to turn down a castle. And what were your first thoughts of My thoughts are always around? if I see a castle I wanted. His wife's family had once owned Chillingham, but over the years the castle had fallen into such disrepair she refused to live there. Crumbling walls, fallen roof beams, dodgy joists. That's where Sir Humphrey comes in. 
he painstakingly restored the castle to its former glory, and then some. The work started in the summer of 1982, when he... To cut that story to a brief end, I ended up buying a few hundred acres of round, but this place was a write-off. A write-off like in 1960. I would like to read you what they said, because I've been reading Please, it. Please, yeah. Um, it said that the whole castle had to be gutted, all the 19th century, 19th century wing demolished, that none of the plasterwork was recoverable, and that the stonework was so far gone that it needed metal supports. And therefore, what they should do was ruinate it, open the public in a ruined formation. And that was in 1960. The government said that it had to be pulled down and ruinated. In 1982, I took it on and started repairing it. How much does it, does it cost to fully redo up the castle to where it is now? Well, I had to go run around the country um, making odd bits of money here and there, here and there, and they all add up to an embarrassing amount. <laughs> it must have been a very embarrassing amount indeed, because the place is restored beautifully. Not only that but it's jam-packed with artefacts. Photographs, tapestries, patterned silk, ancient weaponry, the carved stone head of a Saxon wild bull, a 300,000-year-old skull, 125 Elizabethan documents, some relating to the Spanish Armada, craftsman's tools, clocks, furniture, rugs, paintings and plaques. Plaques? Is that how you say that? Surely there's a posher way. The plaque over the fireplace on that north side was already there and I put crates over it to stop it being bashed to pieces when the ceiling fell down. After learning about the restoration and what was on the lunch menu... Prehistoric elk. We sat by the fireplace and Sir Humphrey told me about how the castle had changed over the centuries. Thank you for putting the fire on as well. It's quite meanly lit. It should be usually blazing more. It, well, I can feel the heat off it. It's a, it's a great room to be doing the podcast in because we've got it's the roaring fire and then this room is full of so many antlers. Mm. And these are all your collection. You've, you were telling me earlier that you are responsible for the entire collection of the castle. It's all you single-handedly. There's one thing I found here when I came. Yeah. And I knew what it was, but I knew wrong. Harvard University told mm. me what it was. It was sort of your slate with engravings on it. And what Harvard told me, I couldn't understand. <laughs> so it's still there for you to look at. <laughs> this room is attached to the room behind you, Tom. Mm -hmm. The room behind you, Tom, was a tower. And that I can doorway see the, you I can see, see the there, stained glass window that coming through. The doorway yeah. you see there was the main door into the living chamber and you put a ladder down at night to keep guys out or keep guys in as you <laughs> wished and animals lived below right so so you'd, you have, you'd have like a pig and you, a you, sheep sure. and a chicken and then just a sausage yes. at the end and all, all that and all a sausage that. at the end yes exactly <laughs> anyway that 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 was filled in in the 1400s when big can fire came to attack us. You see, when the castle was built, they only had bows and arrows. And there's a valley there, 150 yards across, so you couldn't shoot arrows up against the place. And you had to go down in the mud to attack the place. And when you were down in the mud, you could have things thrown down at you from above. And what sort of stuff would they throw down? Oil, 
Hot, hot oil, oil, is it? Yeah. Oil, all sorts of things unmentionable. <laughs> oh, I uh, see. Bodily fluids. Sure, bodily fluids. And bodily <laughs> solids as well. And solids as well. <laughs> and so... Uh, Whatever that, you can get your hands on. Anything you get your hands on. <laughs> then their fun was spoilt because with big guns arriving in the 1400s, they had guns you could fire from a mile away. So when they found it out the side of this castle, they built that wall. You can see that wall. It's sort of 20 foot thick. They built that out against gunfire. So even now, cannons would have quite a push to crash through it. Mm. And then the idea of how one decorates a room like this. Well, you will see a hole in the upper part of that chimney. Oh, yes. When they cut out that, a live toad jumped out of it. <laughs> no, Tom, really? will you not laugh? <laughs> we'll stop you know, saying funny things people then. Are, people are meant to be... <laughs> You're being funny. People are meant to laugh at you. And they've never laughed at me before, but not to my face anyway. <laughs> That's, yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe um, not to your face. I hope you weren't going to say that. It's very rude. Um, Speaking of rudeness, there was one mural on the wall I couldn't take my eyes off. It's hard to say why. The colours, maybe, the composition, or possibly the naked woman with enormous breasts. And that is Susanna and the Elders. Ah, right, I Susanna see. Susanna, okay. as you well know, being, uh, being a historian and a Bible man, sure. um, Susanna was approached by the Elders, and the Elders said they want to get lucky with Susanna. If she didn't oblige, um, she'd be in trouble. And she rounded on them and said... Um, drop dead, don't interfere with me. I'm not sure those are her actual words. And so the, <laughs> if that's verbatim. The from... <laughs> elders went off and did report her for behaving shockingly. And luckily someone was watching and heard it all, so they reported the elders. So the elders, oh, were, good. elders were stoned to death. And Susanna wasn't stoned to death. Oh, good. So this, so, this whole mural is sort of a, one of the oldest examples of the Me Too movement and women standing up for themselves. This is all creepy men trying to have their way with innocent ladies here. Um, it's a lovely thing to have in your front room. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I had, I'd never thought of myself of being on the, on, on the woke tsunami before. No, really? <laughs> no, I didn't think me on a crest of ride there, but now you've helped me out. Yeah, no, that um, is. That's very progressive up there. That's absolutely... I have to rethink the, it now. The, the lefty mob would be very, very pleased for you to have this. I've never had the lefty mob that enthusiastic about me. Well, the lefty mob might not be enthusiastic about Sir Humphrey, but we love him. And his castle, and the stuff in it. The murals, the antiques, the posh crockery, the collection of torture devices. Wait, what? In my torture collection, there are many things. There are sort of things like cages that you'd hang people in. They'd be perfectly alive, but they'd be, you'd hang a cage outside the walls with a guy in it. And then um, above... Above you, to your right there, just hanging on the wall, this thing that you put with spikes around your neck. Oh, that's like the stocks. Above you. Yeah, like a, not, like, a, like a mobile stock. Like a mobile stocks. With that's exactly what it is. Sort of mobile stocks. Exactly that. And then we've got an Iron Maiden, which was two halves of a male figure or female figure, I guess, and it had a hinge on one side, and they'd close together with spikes. Oof. And then we've got this curious thing, we've got witches' barrels with spikes in them. And if you're a witch, they rolled around the hill from Ross Castle above there. And if you survived, well, you obviously were a witch, weren't you? Right. And <laughs> if, if you, you died, died you were, you were dead. innocent. Exactly. 
And we've got endless... Man- I love my man traps. That's different though. Man traps? Man traps. They, they sort of spring shut when you put your foot on a plate and they catch you. Oh, like a bear trap, right, I see. Like a bear trap, right. yes. Have you ever been tempted to set any of these traps around the castle? Now you're asking very embarrassing questions indeed, because <laughs> it'd be very it'd be criminal for me to answer what I answer. <laughs> sure. Your silence says everything. <laughs> I have to be silent. I, 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 I feel very strongly about that. You, know? you, you do? Okay, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. So, Humphrey, mm. we've, we've run out of time. I know you have. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. I love talking about this place, and I love this place, and it's really kind of you to be kind to me. Thank you, thank you. It's an r- incredible place. So we can carry on talking later. I can. You can. You can, and I can, I can listen enthusiastically. No. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Time to move on and meet Richard Craig, the resident ghost hunter and expert in the castle's history. Since we've been talking torture, I thought I'd ask him about Chillingham's evil past, specifically famous historical bastard John Sage. This is not a good guy. A comp, <laughs> yeah. very sadistic, but the thing is with a big hatred for the Scots, um, right. following an injury he got to one of his legs. Oh, it's personal. Oh, it's personal, um, which meant he could no longer fulfil the role of a frontline soldier. Yeah, he had this sort of limp that he used to walk around with, which is sort of, that's creepy in itself, isn't it? You can imagine if you're a prisoner and you see this sort of figure limping through, you go, oh God, it's... Dragfoot. Dragfoot, is that what they called him? Yeah. Yes, so as I say, in the castle, if you hear the noise of a foot dragging along stone flags, that's him. So he pleaded with Edward I to give him a job and um, he was set up here as head torturer. He was here for three years. In that time, it's estimated he tortured Scots, anybody who possibly had connection with Scots, anybody who had a Scottish name. They actually went went around the villages looking for people. You ate porridge this week? 
That's, get in. That's it. What's <laughs> anything, that? Anything, any connection. The cross, the cross of St. Andrew, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the thing is, you know, when we're talking men, women, and, you know, possibly children as well. How many do you think he would have tortured in, over the three years? About 50 a week. 50 a week? Mm -hmm. A week? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know of all the, the famous torturers in the world, but that's got to be up there in the top ranks. I would imagine so, but I mean, the thing is, it's not much different to what happened in the Tower of London, you know, especially yes. especially during the reign of Henry VIII, but no. that's, a, that's a different story. And then a little bit uh, when I lived there for six years. Um, <laughs> what sort of torture methods would he have used? Well, the thing is, it's a case of, right, let's start sort of softly. Right, okay. so like Chinese burn? Well, Chinese burn, thumb screws. Thumb screws? It's basically a bar with an acme thread. You pop your thumbs in. And the tighten, tighten, tighten. But the thing is, we've got we've actually got to sit in the in the in the chamber, and they're still real, still, still use, usable. Uh, uh, they're a hundred percent usable. Oh really? But if, if they would, how how interactive is this uh, tour we're going on later? Oh, you'll have to, you'll have to wait and see. Um, but I won't the, be hitchhiking back home, will I? No, you'll, you'll have to show a leg to get show a, lift, a leg. Yes. Um, and the other one as well, the most feared implement of all in the torture chamber, the rack. Can we just have a quick um, description of what the rack is? The rack is a table with various ropes. It's got two hand loops at the top and foot loops attached to a drum with a ratchet on it at the bottom. It's about maybe nine or ten feet long, um, made of wood, and um, hands go through the loop, feet go through the loop, and the, the method of stretching begins. So they'll be going click, 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 click. Ugh. Increasing tension. And eventually it would pop joints jo jo out. Yeah, joints. I wonder, what's the first to go? Like your shoulders, I imagine, would be straight before, before sure. your elbows. Yeah, sure, sure, shoulders would be, a, a, um, I would think, the first, first, one. first one to go. Um, and hips would be also quite soon after. Yeah, could you imagine the noise? And then it would be a case of, right, lads, we're getting no sense out of him. Um, we'll just do a quickie off to the block. The block? What's the block? Headsman's block. To chop his head off? Mm. Oh. Yeah. And then, and then he'll be, next. If I were being tortured, I think I'd just start making shit up and hope they'd leave me alone. Surely that would work, right? No, you're done either way. It's, it's how you're done. That was the... Uh, the important thing. Now, the, 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 it, there was hangings, usually short drop. And, of course, we've got yew trees outside. And, of course, these are the hanging trees. They're very old. And um, people would be left up there until they rotted. The hanging bodies give an indication of terror. You come yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're getting led up to the castle and you're going past all these rotting corpses hanging from trees... Imagine the smell. I don't think I want to imagine the smell, thanks, Richard. If rotting hanging corpses doesn't do it for you, John Sage also skinned people alive, starved them to death, and boiled them. If you like boiling things, just buy an egg, John, you lunatic. They start with cold water as well, of course. Do um, they? Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, what, what they would do for added effect, they'd always start at the feet. So, they boil the feet... And then, does that loosen the skin and then they skin yeah, it off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Yes, it's not, not good. Salt would come, in, come into the equation as well. Literally adding salt to the wound. Mm -hmm. 
literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing about being boiled alive, mm -hmm. if you're starting cold and then getting warmer, uh -huh. presumably there is a sweet spot where actually you're having quite a nice bath and it's quite beneficial for it. It's like, oh, this is quite nice. And then keeps going. It keeps going. The other thing as well, because of the heat coming off the fire, um, they'd be starting to breathe in an awful lot of hot gases. They wouldn't last long, to be perfectly honest. But the thing is, again, it gives a warning to the others because there wouldn't just be one in the torture chamber, there'd be quite a few in various states of distress. And then when they begin with this uh, particular process, yeah. uh, it might loosen a few tongues. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Spending all day surrounded by the distorted bodies of incapacitated prisoners, relentlessly moaning and screaming for freedom. Mind you, we've all been on a Greyhound bus, but at least the bus has blacked out windows to keep it all out of sight. Back in Chilliam, it was a different story. Well, hanging, drawing and quartering was a spectator sport. People used yeah, to... Yeah, it was. Oh, absolutely. Um... Especially, you know, around uh, Edinburgh and, and, and places like that, when George Bloody Mackenzie was on the go, they'd, they'd actually do this um, on ladders in a vertical fashion up high so everybody could get a good, a good view. It's essentially match day, isn't it? And you go, you'd have kids with the... I wonder if they sold merch. Possibly. Like, <laughs> you can get your own, your own little sort of bit of rope. Or like each torturer would have a fan base. And he'd do like autographs at the end. Indeed, they had. Did they have? Yes, there the, 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 the were some um, some famous ones. Yes, I mean, could you imagine the the awesome spectacle of the man in black coming out? And um, you know, some didn't want to be, some did not want to be identified, but other ones, it was there were celebrities in the day. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess there wasn't really much to do back then if the main source of entertainment was going to a hanging. They must have got desensitised pretty quickly. Maybe that's why they kept on inventing new devices and giving them names that sounded like 80s heavy metal bands. Like Iron Maiden. Or my new favourite... The Scavenger's Daughter. What, what happens with this one? It's the opposite to the rack. Instead of stretching you, it compresses you. Who invents these? Uh, John Sage invented quite a few, did, did a few things, yes. So a lot of the tortures... Um, machines would have been invented in here. Yes. Really, in this castle. This is this is like Skynet, mm -hmm. of, like the mothership of, of all the torture stuff. It's been said. So John Sage is horrendous. I bet with all this torture stuff, he never got any ladies. Thing is, I haven't told you about his wife yet. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, assuming she's not a lovely lady who enjoyed baking and tapestry. Um, probably not, but no. he, he accidentally killed her. Accidentally? Yeah. What happened? Um, apparently, it was an it was um, adult games involving involving strangulation, and it went wrong. So he, him, and his wife were into sort of BDSM kinky stuff in the bedroom, and on the rack. Apparently, this was. Sorry, so you're saying in this house that this guy would stretch and kill a bunch of poor people, and then later on that night, him and his wife would get to the sexy games on the same equipment he'd just kill people on that's what i'm led to believe yes that is one of the sickest things I've, i think i've ever heard it's a bit barbaric isn't it because she was clearly into it as well she must have been a twisted soul as well then not only that um but she was the daughter of what we call a border heed man 
please please explain what that means. Well, around here we had a, an awful lot of families which were border reavers. You see, right. you do did not mess with this lot. Border reavers are effectively right what we call riding surnames, families, both sides of the border. English by birth, Scottish when they wanted to be, and vice versa. And um, what these guys did was basically they were they were very elaborate cattle rustlers, pillagers. They were never drunkards, though. Strangely enough, excellent horsemen, and um, they would basically ride around the area, stealing cattle, breaking into houses, taking all the possessions, and uh, usually murdering the head of the house just for fun and good measure. And this is where the term to be bereaved came from. And what they used to do was once a year, they had what they call a truce day, where they'd all get together and have a little look. And, uh, you know, ooh, how many Scots are being killed? How many English are being killed? And they just kind of balance the books a little bit. What, so if one was more than the other, they'd just kill a bunch to catch up? Or there'd be reparations to pay. There was some honour amongst thieves in that department. Yeah, it's all very reasonable of everyone. And and uh, a bit of one-upmanship, one-upmanship. But her father was basically the chief of one of these, because they were all riding, what we call riding surnames, extended families. And he was the chief. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Well, I guess if your dad was the chief of a bunch of thieving murderers, it kind of makes sense he'd marry a torturer. John Sage was known as the Butcher of the Scots. And judging from our next story, it kind of sounds like he really did earn that title. Things were sort of calming down a little, just a little, after about three years from the start of the... First Scottish War of Independence. And it was said with some prisoners, well, we don't really need them here. Should we just let them go? No. So, there was a load of children 
with them as well, their offspring. So he had mothers, fathers that had been held, some tortured, still alive of course. So John Sage moved the children to the King Edward room at the top of the southwest tower. Stakes were erected in the courtyard. They burnt the mothers and the fathers and made the children watch. Oh my God. That's just an... It oh. gets worse. I don't know. Like, can't carry on. After they had expired in a quite horrific fashion, he then bundled them into the room and I believe being said the axe is still here hacked the children to death it's also known as the killing room as well as the Edward room hacked the children to death because if they were allowed to leave they would grow up and seek revenge and that wasn't gonna happen so all this was done in a very expeditious manner again to show strength and a warning how many kids do we think now? Do we know how many? It's been said around about 50. I feel sick. Yeah. These were uh, extra up here. These were very, very turbulent times. So there's no wonder that, given the events that happened here, that a sense of evil continues to it, dwell. It's layered upon the place. What these walls have soaked up over the years. Good, I mean, good use of the word soaked, but mm. that's, quite, that's quite an image. Yes, it wouldn't be um, very palatable, I would have thought. So what eventually happened to John Sage? Edward I was forced to hand John Sage over to the... Charlton clan, okay, Border Reavers. Mm -hmm, the Border Reavers, yeah. On the Scottish side, and um, subjected to extreme maltreatment and eventually short drop hanged. And whilst he was hanging, people were hacking pieces of his body off as souvenirs. Good. He deserves it. I hope they did it very, very small pieces over a long amount of time. Fingers, toes, genitalia, all of that would have gone. Get his nose. Probably. Yeah. Eyelids, yeah. lips, yeah. Ears, ears, get it all off. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. I think one of the freakiest things about talking about this is that the place it actually happened is literally below us. It's beneath our feet as we sit. We are literally, we are sat on top of... The site. The lower dungeon. The lower dungeon. The lower dungeon. What does it look like down there? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can go into it at we, some point. We can't. It's a completely sealed chamber. What's it been sealed by? Is it just... Masonry. Really? Mm-hmm. When was it sealed? The original time it was sealed was in the early part of the 20th century, following a visit by some workmen. They opened up the walled-up lower dungeon... The workmen fled in dismay from a seated figure of a man whose shape was so wonderfully preserved that like the Etruscan remains 
often found in Italy, the first impression was of a living being, which quickly dissolved to dust when fresh air ran in. So they opened it up and there was a body still sat there. Yes. That then just, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, dissolved into dissolved nothing. Dissolved into nothing. The listeners can't see my face, but it's, <laughs> it's horrified. You know, you've got to be careful doing these things in case you open the, the wrong door. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just me, or did that sound like a warning? Surely there are no more scary doors to discover. Are there? Well, discoveries still may be being made. Yeah? Yeah. Skeletons in walls. There's skeletons in walls, is there? There have been underfloors. There may still be some left. We don't know. You just never know with a place like this. Because it is a big place as well, it's isn't it? It's huge. huge. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, to, to, to give you an idea, that wall there, that eastern wall, that's 10 feet thick. There could be anything in that wall. There could be anything in that wall. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, I'm not sticking around to find out. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode. But join us next week when we'll be returning to Chillingham and we're going on a ghost hunt. So, Humphrey, do you believe in ghosts? One can't not. It's like saying to a blind man, do you believe in colour? Wow. Wow, indeed. And on that rather profound note, it's a goodbye from me, your humble narrator, historian and Bible man, apparently. Thanks for listening to this episode. And until next time, tighten your thumbscrews, polish your plaques and mind your manners. Thanks for listening to Bad Manners. If you like the pod, please share it with your friends. Rate it on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review and make sure you spill the tea on any of your favourite bad manners that we could feature in future episodes. This podcast was produced by Atomized Studios for iHeartRadio. It was hosted by me, Tom Horton. It was produced by Willa Malensky, Rebecca Rappaport and Chris Attaway. It was executive produced by Faye Stewart and Zad Rogers. Our production manager is Caitlin Paramore and our production coordinator is Bella Cellini. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.